0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every
1: day. Touchdown, Los Angeles! You
0: are Locked On Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams
2: podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast LA Network. LA your team. They hey, ready. They ready. Well, come on. Well, come on. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy, Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Friday edition of Lockdown Rams, and we are closing this week out. And what a week it is. The preseason is over. We will get to that in just a few moments. Again, Friday edition of Lockdown Rams, your team, every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're gonna break down the preseason game. We're gonna talk about some of the potential cuts, how they're gonna do it. We heard from Sean McVay after the game. We heard from Les Snead during the game. We're gonna cover all those topics and more. And now your Lockdown Rams lead story. I'm Bear Motter, and the Rams have completed the preseason two and two. Remember, they started 0-2 went on a two-game winning streak. The Rams went into Houston, picked up a win 22-10 versus the Houston Texans. Again, this game not known for having starters in any means of it. And we've been talking for weeks, especially all this week, what would this game show us? Who would we see? Who would step out? What would we learn about this 53-man roster? And we learned some of it before the kickoff started. Some of the positions, some of the guys we were really interested in seeing didn't even suit up, and that really gave us an indication that some decisions have already been made. JoJo Natson and Mike Thomas on the wide receiver position, both didn't suit today. All indication is that they are set and ready to make this team, ready to make that 53. On the defense, Marquise Christian, Taylor Rapp, Sebastian Joseph Day, Morgan Fox, and Tanzel Smart. Did not dress as well. Uh, Two of the guys that did dress on the defense, rookie Greg Gaines and second-year player John Franklin Meyer, did play. That was kind of the big news before the game kicked off. We had talked a ton about who was going to get that Sixth position at the wide receiver. Who is going to be five and six? Is there going to be a seven? We still don't know that second half of the question. What are the numbers going to truly be when the Rams get to the end of this? But JoJo Natson and Mike Thomas at this point look like a sure fit to make that 53-man roster. Leslie was on the broadcast during the game. And he had talked about the players that didn't suit up. Also, you have to keep in mind, are getting rest for making that 46 number, which is the number of players you can dress for an NFL game. And he said most of those players, and it was funny, he kind of admitted as he was talking, I'm probably saying too much. He kept saying that a couple times. Uh, And it was helpful, though, because you're starting to get an insight about these guys. And then he went on to kind of mention that he hasn't had as many conversations about the 53 as he's had about this 46 Number getting ready for Carolina. They're more, a little bit more focused on who is the 46 going to be that you can bring. Talked about the depth that we have at safety and, and what are we going to do with that. It was unfortunate there was actually a turnover while Lesney was talking because I think he would have spilled a few more beans. He had a couple really great stories. Maybe we'll share it throughout the podcast, but some great insight from the general manager as he was looking at these players. But really, for us, a little bit of a bummer as you're looking at this wide receiver position. We talked about Kadaral Hodge, Nasimba Webster. Where were they all going to fit in? Coming into this game, you kind of got to feel that both those wide receivers, the last two I mentioned, and Webster and Hodge, were on the outside. Again, though, you have to remember Kadaral Hodge was the last person to make the roster last year. Maybe the Rams pushed this thing to seven at the wide receiver position. Most reports coming out from around the team as they're, as you're seeing a lot of different outlets doing roster projections and looking back to what they've done in the past that the number will be six for wide receivers, if that's the case. Unfortunately, that might be the end of the road for Kaderil Hodge or Nassimba Webster, but that didn't stop them, man, because they balled out. In fact, a lot of people balled out. We'll talk about it here right in the first segment. Speaking of that wide receiver position, Kaderil Hodge, five catches, 76 yards, a long of 19, Five catches on five targets. The man didn't drop a ball. Nassimba Webster, four catches on six targets. 38 yards and a touchdown. He might have had two touchdowns. He just couldn't hang on to a beautiful John Wolford throw that was in the back left corner of the end zone. Kind of bobbled it. It was a tough catch. Didn't make it, but... Four catches, 38 yards. Another guy that looked great today, we talked about him in the past couple days, is Kendall Blanton. He pitched in with two catches, 22 yards, and a touchdown. That touchdown kind of had a beautiful toe drag with it. Again, this guy is huge. Six foot six, tight end, got some athletic ability, can catch the football. He might be a sleeper guy to look at for the practice squad. Again, I don't think they're going to make a push for him. Johnny Munt also played in this game. Two catches, 11 yards. Might be a toss-up between those guys, but I think still Johnny Muntz got the inside track as far as seniority on the team. I know that would be one of those things that some people go, why it? how does that play into it? It's kind of the politics of the football, uh, but he's got more experience in the NFL. Maybe you throw a blant into the practice squad, uh, but these guys balled out. And, and throwing the ball, obviously you heard two touchdowns there as I was kind of talking about that. Allen started the game, went 12 of 17, 122 yards, zero touchdowns two interceptions again i can't make this up people he's just not cut out for that position with us maybe somewhere else maybe some other practice squad but john wolford stepped in eight of 15 105 yards two touchdowns McVay kind of flopped these guys every series every other and it was like every time john wolford came in the game you just felt a better flow about the offense they moved down the field. They marched. They looked confident. He kept plays alive. He was on target with throws. I talked about that. The Simba Webster catch in the corner. I mean, it was a beautiful throw that he actually kind of kept the play alive, shook out a little bit, made a little flick on the run. He's got a beautiful arm. Uh, That Blanton touchdown in the back right corner, he was rolling right, throwing on the run, put his body into it, just on a rope it got there. I mean, I can't say enough. I I mean, genuinely got a man crush at this point on John Wolford. I think it's going to be a no-brainer that he is the third quarterback, and I think that's going to land him on the practice squad, which is kind of scary. You hope that another team doesn't come in and swoop him up. I even went as crazy on Twitter today and said, I know my obsession with Wolford is probably at its peak right now, but is it insane that we should try and trade Bortles to Indy and make Wolford the number two? I know, I know, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I got excited watching this guy. You see the potential. You see the excitement. The guy can move all over the place. He can command an offense. He's got a spark about him. Uh, Sean McVay was asked about him after the press conference, and he basically said, yeah, look, the guy's amazing. He's done great. He even talked about talking to his own dad about him and talking about the unique character that you see in him, that you don't see in a lot of quarterbacks. So, uh, I would be shocked if John Wolford doesn't find his way to the practice squad. Brian Allen just gets straight released. But those are the decisions that Sean McVay has got tonight. Less needed mention when he was being interviewed during the game that they're going to do most of their cuts tomorrow, and that there will be a handful of guys that they'll wait till Saturday. Again, it's Saturday. I think it's 4pm Eastern that you have to make your final cuts. And he said there may be a few that linger on until saturday they want to sleep on and think about how they're gonna do but for the most part you'll see a lot of these guys being released tomorrow so man we've been talking about this for a minute but our team is about to be here 53 on the roster 46 for game day 10 on the practice squad i'm just ready for some football All right. Well, we're off and running on the first segment. I'm going to get to a break. We're going to hear a couple words from some of our sponsors. We'll be back second segment. We're going to kick it over, talk about the defense, talk about this game some more, a little bit more about the cuts. We're going to wrap this thing up, put a bow on this week with the Friday edition Lockdown Rams Friday edition right after this. Well, as we talk about football right around the corner, it is a brand new season and it's crazy. We're talking about Players in different places, Antonio Brown at the Raiders, Le'Veon Bell with the Jets, Odell Beckham out in Cleveland, but one thing hasn't changed. The Rams are still good, and I'm still putting my money down on all the games over at MyBookie. It is the place to bet on football every weekend. MyBookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sportsbook, period. This year, they are hosting their first online handicapping super contest, First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000. That's right, $100,000. And it's only going to cost you a hundred to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of a huge cash prize pool. My favorite thing about my bookie, it's got in game live betting on every single NFL game. They've got the most reward player perks in the business. And for you fantasy gurus out there, you can even bet on the over under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. And the great thing is, since we're partnering with them, you can get up to $1,000 first deposit bonus. That's right. Double your first deposit up to $1,000. All you have to do is use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That is MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim your bonus. Bet. Win. Get paid. MyBookie is the place to bet.
1: The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Second segment, Locked on Rams Friday edition. We are excited to get into the season and, and crank it up a notch. I'm going to start drinking my tall, tall coffees, bringing on Serena Morales. We'll crank it up. We'll do a hype Friday every week. We're excited about that. I mentioned last show, we're going to have JB Long on on a regular basis after the Sean McVay show. They record those on Monday. So we'll talk to him on Monday night for the Tuesday edition. Uh, So as long as they have a show, we'll have him on following that, which I'm really excited about. He's going to be sitting down talking with Coach for an hour. After that, he's picking up the phone. We're talking to him. So we're going to get some great stuff out of him. We're going to be doing our crossovers on Wednesdays. If you guys are new, don't forget our crossover Wednesdays are really exciting. We bring on the host from the other team that we're playing that week. We talk about preparation that week, how the matchups are going to go, breaking down the whole game, getting both sides of the perspective of it. So those are always fun. Uh, we're going to sprinkle in some James Kroger, some Vinny Bonsignor, Jake Ellen Bogan. We're going to have anybody and everybody that wants to come talk about some Rams football. It's going to be a really loaded, regular season. And man, this team, speaking about reloaded, is doing it themselves. We talked about how this roster from top to bottom is probably the best Rams roster we've seen in a long, 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 long time time I mean when you have the third string quarterback getting full segments about how we need to potentially keep him or can we trade our second quarterback so we can upgrade our third or maybe that's just me but I'm excited about him I want to talk a little bit more about the offense before we kick it over to the defense because in the running back world a position that we Wanted to talk about it a little bit, but kind of saw some things come to fruition here as we saw the things play out on Thursday night's game. Uh, we saw that Daryl Henderson didn't dress for the game, all signs showing that he's going to be on that 46 man game day roster. John Kelly got the start in this one. He had four carries, one yard. Then was pulled out. It went to Justin Davis, who ended up getting 16 carries, 78 yards, and a touchdown along a 28. Justin Davis actually looked really good in this game. And really, I hope so. I'm glad so, really, at this point. Because probably not going to make the team. Maybe not even make the practice squad, depending on how it falls out. Maybe he gets the practice squad nod. But there's 31 teams around the NFL that are watching that potentially could use another good running back. Justin Davis could be that guy. He showed again some flash. Finally, the Rams got some running game going. They've struggled in this preseason to do so. But again, looking at that O-line, a mix of a bunch of guys, throwing them from position to position, no one really getting that cohesiveness to kind of get off and running. And as we talked about this fourth preseason game, it really gives some guys really deep down on the roster some chances to get out there. Matt Colburn came out, nine carries, 31 yards, 11 yards was his long. He had a nice little move where he kind of had a double jump cut out to the outside, hit a guy with a stiff arm, Uh, They ended up taking him down. There was a flag on the play because it was a horse-collar tackle, but kind of showed some flash there. Excited to kind of see him. Todd Gurley talked about in a press conference about how he loves the preseason now because, one, he doesn't have to play. Two, they have these cuts later after this last preseason game, so you don't have to even see some of the other guys get in there and play and potentially get injured. And really allowing guys like this, Matt Colburn, Justin Davis, to get in there and get some opportunities, get some reps, Have a taste of what it's like to strap on an NFL helmet, get out there, get some plays, hear your name over the loudspeaker, all that awesome stuff for these guys. But again, we talked about it yesterday. Roughly 1,200 people are getting cut over the next couple of days. Uh, Eight to 900 completely cut. Uh, Then there's that handful of people that are going to make a practice squad. But these are these guys' life dreams being lived out in front of us, potentially coming to an end here over the weekend. So as you look at the running back room, obviously it's Todd Gurley. Obviously it's Malcolm Brown. Daryl Henderson, the rookie, and I think if we got it all figured out, it's going to be John Kelly uh, in that four spot. We'll keep four running backs on the roster. I know it's like in in my heart, and we talked about that wide receiver position, and it's really upsetting to think that Kaderil Hodge and DeSimba Webster most likely won't make this team, potentially the practice squad, but could be plucked. I'd really be willing to not keep John Kelly and keep an extra wide receiver. I don't know if that really benefits the Rams, and I think that's really where it comes down to that decision, but looking at the skill, looking at the player, looking at the upside... I really like what we have at running back in those first three guys. I don't see John Kelly getting in there, and if he does, it's not any good sign of what's happening. But the way that our wide receivers can be interchangeable, I know we want them on the field a lot, but throwing Nassimba Webster in there for kind of an end around or even throwing him back in in a return game. Daryl Hodge has really worked his butt off and proven that he can be a receiver in this league. Five catches, 76 yards. Uh, He looked great today. It's just unfortunate that you know these cuts got to go. McVay talked about it after the game and how tough it is uh, to really have to make these cuts, and they're releasing a lot of really good football players. And there's probably a lot of teams around the league kind of licking their chops and waiting for uh, to see who's going to be released. Les Snead talked about you know, how his phone's been pretty active over the last couple days as people inquiring about certain players on the roster and, you know, trying to figure out who's going to make it, who's not, who might be available. Uh, It's kind of that next wave of roster pickups and cuts for around the league is when a lot of these guys get dropped. They might be better than a player you have on your roster. And that's the thing about the Rams. I don't think there's going to be much out there other than potentially maybe some O-line depth or maybe some linebacker depth where we can go shopping on that free agent list of people that get dropped, look to bring them in on the practice squad. Maybe you find a diamond in the rough that can make that 53 right away, but the Rams are going to be releasing a lot of talent out there. So as we jump over the defense side of the ball, again, we mentioned Marquise Christian didn't play, Taylor Rapp, Sebastian Joseph Day, Morgan Fox, Tanzel Smart, all those guys basically a lock to make the team. Basically a lock for the 46, but it left tons of opportunity for other guys. We saw Obo Oko Ronquo all over the place. I basically tweeted out at one point yesterday saying, this guy's a lock. He's a lock to make the team. Uh, he showed flash. He had two sacks in the game. He had seven tackles, six solo. The NFL Twitter account tweeted out one of his sacks and basically said, look at this guy's a beast. This is what we knew of him at Oklahoma. This is the perfect example of a pass rush. This is what I think they said. Uh, but he definitely has flashed in his you know few appearances that he's had in the preseason. And really, finally, we've been begging to see what he would look like on an NFL field. He's finally out there making plays. I'm so excited to get Oboe in there, throw him into the rotation, see what he can do, put him in on passing situations to go rush... A quarterback he showed a great job of if he doesn't get it there he can get his hand up get a pass deflect, put some pressure allow other people uh to make the play we saw john franklin Myers sack the other day it was basically due to oboe getting some pressure uh kentner cup man kentner cup got a lot of playing time and was all over the place 11 tackles 7 solo they did a little side interview with Cooper Cup on the side talking about his brother, and he said, hey, it's been a bunch of fun to have him around, just kind of playing cards, talking football. Uh, Really cool for those guys to kind of get this experience, to kind of throw on a football helmet. Kentner, probably not going to even make the practice squad. Uh, If he does, would be a really cool story, the two Cup brothers out there. Uh, But for all sakes, he finally got his action, didn't get to see many snaps in the first three games, finally got to kind of ball out on Thursday. Really fun to see him. Steven Parker was another guy that had a really good game. He had five tackles, four solo, came up and made a couple really big hits in the run game. You got to love it. A guy at his position in that secondary to be able to come up and make some plays. Dakota Allen, again, when he was in there, a limited time throughout this game. But Dakota Allen, five tackles, flying around, making a lot of tackles right around the line of scrimmage. Uh, the commentators kept talking about. They felt like every play on defense, it was either Dakota Allen or Kettner Cup, they were kind of saying over and over again. Lance Durham had another really good game, was in there. One tackle for loss, four tackles, three solo. One thing I liked about that I saw from him was really the the hustle play. A couple times that uh, the ball had gotten around and outside and was moving up the field. No quit in his game and his pressure and his relentless ability to continue to follow the football and make a play made a couple tackles from behind where he was following the play and was giving really good effort so uh, excited to see that we saw uh, a lot of guys out there that we hadn't seen a bunch from Uh, Greg Gaines was out there again in a little bit of a limited role it was good to see him a little worried about Dominique Hatfield we saw him go down with an ankle injury I haven't heard an update from him Les Need shared a really cool story about uh, when they were having some trouble at the depth in the secondary. They had some injuries go down, and they really needed somebody to fill in in the practice squad or just kind of come in and play some ball. They said, who do we have in the local area that played in college last year that we can call in? Hatfield got the call, came in. He's been with the Rams ever since. Again, a really cool story coming from Lesney, general manager, talking about, How this guy literally got that late phone call. They didn't expect much of anything from him. Really just needed him to kind of fill out a body there. And then really looking at what we've gotten since that. uh, Really cool story. But as he's telling that story, Sean McVay, head coach, is out on the field helping him up. Puts an arm around him and helps him walk off the field and puts him on a cart. So I don't know. He was really... Grimacing on the field and smacking the ground. So it didn't look good. It looked to be around the ankle. Hopefully it's not an Achilles. Hopefully it's not, you know, a broken ankle or a high ankle sprain. It might really hinder his opportunity here. But uh, all out, the defense really played pretty well. Again, holding the Texans to 10 points. The Rams defense also kicked in with two interceptions. So again, we're talking about players we're not going to see during the regular season. But it's still nice to see your hometown boys, your Rams, go out there and put up 22 points hold the other team to 10, shut them out in the second half, put up points and get a W. So all good stuff from both sides of the ball. What we're going to do is we're going to step aside. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Third segment, Locked On Rams Friday, to wrap this thing up.
0: This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football, with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. All right, Rams Nation, we are back.
2: Third and final segment of the offseason. Wow, that just hit me. I know a lot of you guys kind of took a break uh, during this offseason, but we are here at least three days a week. We turned it up to four days a week. Here we are at five days a week. We've been talking Rams football When there was really nothing to talk about. So I appreciate it if you guys hung with me through the whole offseason. Listen to every episode. It means a lot. Don't forget. Go give us a follow at LA underscore Rambling Bear. That's the personal. Locked on Rams. All accounts. Facebook. Instagram. Twitter. Facebook group. Say what's up. We've had a, a little uptick. It's the people coming in the Facebook group. I got to turn it up with the engagement there. But I always appreciate you guys posting in there, cre- keeping the conversation going. Uh, everyone, big shout-out, big thank you to coming on and joining the Fantasy Football League. I want to give a shout-out to about five people that reached out to me on Gmail, lockdownrams at gmail.com. I just saw a lot of these. They were somehow, I don't know, I don't go on that account too much, but there were about four or five of you guys in that junk email box. I don't know if I hadn't received an email and it put you there. I don't know. I, I barely ever go on there. I don't get a lot of emails there, so I apologize. If you tried to get into the league, we didn't get you in Uh, This weekend, I really got to get up that other uh, Pick'Em Survivor pool. We'll try to see if we can get a handful of people in, get that going, get some more engagement with you guys and give away some prizes. So uh, just a shout out to kind of start this third segment to you guys for hanging with us. We are here again, the last segment before we kick into... Regular season football, which next week when we get back on Monday, uh, just FYI, Monday's edition probably is going to come out Monday during the day. I'll probably record it when I get home. I am flying home from Chicago. I'm heading out there this weekend. I've got two fantasy football drafts. Both these leagues I've been in for almost 10 years plus, so they're both in Chicago. They're live drafts. I think we got 10 people all coming together. For one, it's a 10-person league. The other 10-person league, we have about 7 or 8 people that are going to make it to the live draft. It's a bunch of fun. Uh, but I'm flying out on Monday morning. I'm not going to have a chance to bring my microphone with me and record on Sunday. So just to FYI, Monday when I come back, it's going to be a little bit later than usual. But I will have an episode up. Because you guys know the deal. It's Lockdown Rams, your team, every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. As we close out this segment, I figured... We've been talking about this roster back and forth. We've been talking about who we think is going to make it and who's not. Uh, we're starting to get a pretty good idea. There's a few spots that still are kind of curious. So I figured I'll just talk through what I think the practice squad is going to look like, right? The next move, what we will kind of come back on Monday and talk about completion of the roster, completion of the practice squad, and looking ahead towards that Sunday game. Talking about the Thursday openers, Bears, Packers. I know we're all Rams fans, but you got to step back and look at that. It's probably one of the greatest rivalries in the National Football League. It's a great way to open up the NFL season. Uh, So we'll have that on Thursday and the Rams game on Sunday at Carolina. Cam Newton still a little banged up with an ankle. Their kicker potentially on his way to the IR. Not sure how they're going to fill that in, but they're a little banged up. And we're heading out to their home uh, to kick off the season, so that's going to be a bunch of fun. But if we're looking at it and thinking about this practice squad. Here's how I see it: ten guys, right? And I kind of cheating here. I think I got about twelve guys on the list because I don't really have to make the cuts. So I'm going to kind of loosen the loosen it up a little bit. You guys know me, my podcast, my rules. Here we go. These are the guys that I think got a really good shot to make the practice squad. Will they stick? That's a whole different story, right? People can come pluck and take players from here, give them a better opportunity. And when they do pluck, you have to give them an opportunity on the 53-man roster. You can't take a guy and bring him over to your practice squad. If he's completely cut, you can pick up a guy and put him on your practice squad. So, again, this may be what I think is the original start of this practice squad. But we may find other players throughout the NFL, take them on here, and find basically an upgrade for your practice squad. So... I think Kaderil Hodge, Nassimba Webster, if one of them doesn't make it to the regular roster, which I still think there's a chance. I'm still hoping there's a chance with the way that they balled out on Thursday that one of those guys gets a chance. If not, it's a no-brainer. Both of them are going to be put on the practice squad. Probably a no-brainer that someone's going to come and steal them. But for now, Hodge and Webster go onto the practice squad in my mind. I don't see the Rams keeping three quarterbacks. So John Wolford will end up on the practice squad. and <laughs> I'm going to have to get a John Wolford practice squad jersey? you kidding me? I am a huge fan. Uh, he's just fun to watch. He's like a little Baker Mayfield out there uh, without the hype, but he has been able to show it on the AAF field, uh, throwing the ball on the NFL field, moving around, breaking people's ankles. If you go back to that highlight in the Dallas game, I think it was where he just did a little shimmy. Uh, the defender went down. We saw it again in this last Thursday, rolling out dynamite throw to Blanton Blanton is my next guy tight end six foot six undrafted rookie free agent I think he ends up on the practice squad I think Johnny Munt beats him out for the regular squad I'd actually be pretty stoked and I would approve Blanton to make the regular team just because of I'm not the GM I'm not the head coach I'm out here rolling the dice a little bit Uh, but I think they're going to go with the safe route have that connection with Johnny Munt He's been with the team, knows the system a little bit more. I think he gets the edge, but Blanton finds himself on the practice squad alongside Chandler Brewer. We talked about him the other day. Great story, great backup. we got to have some O-line guys on this practice squad because the depth is something that we're worried about. We've got all the rookies that we drafted, uh, but we got to make sure that we've got some backups here. I think Chandler Brewer makes the practice squad. This one's tough. I got Jeremiah Colone on here as well. He might make the regular squad, that 53-man squad, uh, but it might be just on the outside. If we're looking at those guys that we drafted this year, Jeremiah Colone might just miss out. If he does, he will end up on the practice squad, as well as Vitas Herakawikowicz. Yeah, I'm not even. Gonna, I, I did. I did a pretty good job yesterday, but that's about as as good as you're going to get today. Vitas, I think, ends up on the practice squad. I think that's eight guys already, if I'm correct or not. Uh, I think you throw on Landis Durham there. And then looking into the secondary, uh, you're looking at a mix of Kevin Peterson. If he doesn't make the team, I think Kevin's still got an opportunity to make this team. He's balled out during this preseason, had two interceptions in the first three games. Uh, potential opportunity to make the team. If not, I think he lands on the practice squad. Darius Williams and Dante Dion. Also, two guys that potentially, I think Dante Dion, a little bit more of a chance to make the regular team. Uh, But if not, if that depth isn't there, if they go with an extra lineman and they have to go a little bit shorter in the secondary, one of these guys might find their way. Also looking at the secondary, Nick Scott. I know we're huge on him, at least I am. Bones really talks about how he likes him with the special teams, uh, but if they didn't see enough from him as far as in the actual position, in that safety position, that edge might go to Stephen Parker. That could be flip-flop. Stephen Parker played really great. We talked about him earlier in the show, getting up to the line, putting his head down, making plays up at the line of scrimmage. Those guys are kind of a toss-up for me. So maybe that's 12, maybe that's 13. Uh, give or take, I'm kind of doing an A and a B there. Who makes it? Who doesn't? You may flip-flop those guys. Uh, but the great thing is, All these guys have an opportunity to continue playing football. They are talented. This is probably the best practice squad we're going to have. We may even improve it, as I talked about. All these players flooding the market. Over 1,200 players potentially flooding the market onto the free agent board. Uh, So there's going to be some opportunities to even upgrade these guys. But I think that's where it sits. Hodge, Webster, Blanton, Wolford, Chandler Brewer, Jeremiah Colone, Vetus, Landis Durham, and a mix of either Kevin Peterson, Darius Williams, Dante Dion, Nick Scott, and Steven Parker. Okay, it's like 14. I made 14. I don't have rules to keep it to 10, uh, but I think there's a mix of those guys, and some of those guys that I mentioned could potentially make the 53. So I'm not kind of eliminating them, them at this point, but it really comes down to, like we said yesterday, in depth. Sean McVay talking about behind the scenes, in the meeting rooms, In the walkthroughs. Those are the things that I can't really see that Sean McVay knows the edge on as far as who he likes in this. And and let's be honest, Sean McVay's got a lot of edges on me as far as breaking down football, but uh, that's kind of where I come as far as this practice squad. It's going to be an integral point to this season because also you got to remember these guys, it's not like you're just sitting on the sideline waiting to get, you know, like waiting for someone to get injured. Yeah, to get on the 53, but you're out there balling with these guys every day. You're participating, you're in practice, you're getting our guys better. And at the same time, they're getting better. So they don't get all the hype, they don't get all the credit. They would get a Super Bowl ring if we got there. And they also help us get ready every week for the opposing team that's coming in. So uh, I like this group of guys. It could be different in the next couple of days. We'll talk about it on Monday. I'm out of breath. I'm excited. You guys already know we are days away from football. I've got two fantasy football drafts this weekend. We've got a locked-on fantasy football. My girlfriend just got in her first fantasy football league and's got a pretty dope team. I am ready for football. I hope all of my family, all of my girlfriend's family, I hope we got all of the Sunday events out of the way. Everyone got to hang out with me uh, during the off season and then the summer. But it's football season. Don't call me on Sunday. You better be texting because I'm not picking up a phone. I'm watching football, drinking some beers, I'm doing some podcasts. It is football season, baby. I am so ready. But with that being said, you know what it is Rams nation until next time
0: Peace.